Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up. And make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. I know it's been long overdue. Welcome to season two, guys. And as always, I got some guests. First, we got Miami Flash PE. Say what's up to the people, Flash. What's going on, everybody? Good to be back for season two. You can follow me on Twitter at Miami Clutch PE. And then right after that, we got Lola. Say what's up, Lola. Hey, guys, it's Lola. You can catch me on Twitter, E-G-Y underscore C-O-L-E. And then after that, we got Jasmine. Say what's up. Hey guys, it's Jasmine. You can follow me at JazzFMs on Twitter. And then after that, we got Orchard. Say what's up to the people, Orchard. Hey guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at JimVP versus the world. And then we got Jake Wild. Yo, what's going on, guys? Excited for season two. Catch me out on Twitter at Wild Thoughts. E at the end of Wild, two S's at the end of Thoughts. And then last but not least, we got Clippy. Say what's up, Clippy. Hey everyone, it's Clippy. You can follow me at ASVPX Clippy. And just like that, once again, welcome everyone to the Heat versus the World podcast, a Miami Heat NBA podcast that's not just for anybody. You need to have that Miami Heat culture when you step in and listen to our pod. And it's great to be back for a season two. So without further ado, let's get started. So let's talk about none other than Kyle Lowry. So I feel like Kyle Lowry has been a name that has been swirling around for a long time, specifically for the Miami Heat, okay? This is a name that we've talked about in episodes in the past, dating back to the trade deadline. And here we are talking about him yet again, as he is now a free agent. So now it leads to the question, as there are some things that we need to talk about with Lowry, that being the fact that he is going to be expected to make $90 million in three years, something that I know some people might feel questionable about, and we will get to that specific factor later. And then the idea of just wanting him in general. So we'll start off with you, Flash. How do you feel about the idea of Kyle Lowry in Miami? I think it's a perfect fit. I, I think... Dwayne Wade was the one that said this, and he's 1,000% right about this, that relationships matter. And that relationship with Jimmy is already there. Based on all-star interviews from Bam, 
that relationship with Bam is there, and Bam can greatly benefit from Kyle in every aspect of his game. He he seems to thrive when the, he has that that facilitator that can get him the ball in his spots. So I think Lowry would be just awesome for Miami. I think he'd be worth every penny, and I just he has that type of Heat culture mentality, the way he plays defense, the way he hustles, the way he just does things all around. I think he'd be a perfect fit for Miami. And then what about you, Lola? What do you think? Well, Miami obviously needs a point guard. And with Kyle, he fills a lot of holes. He fills the defensive need. Um, Our point guards last season, our guards in general, could not play any defense, none of them. So with Kyle, adding Kyle, we'll get that person that can um that can defend the point of attack defense um he's also very important for playmaking um i think he could get bam going in ways that none of our guards have been able to do before so in those ways he could unlock new things that bam can do um he's also he's also can um, provide some spacing he can shoot threes so i think in a lot of ways he fills a lot of holes and just like clutch said um any in any ways that we can um pay him and to get him, I would be done with that. Right. And then what about you, Jake? Um, I would just like to echo the same thoughts. I mean, Kyle, he's a two-way player. And I think a, a big part of our roster was a lot of guys that can do, you know, play well on one side of the ball and, and kind of fell short on the other side. Lowry's for sure a plus defender, um, you know, right under 40% from three last year. And ultimately, you know, he just gets the job done. Like Lola said, I really believe that he can unlock Bam in, in ways that, you know, he hasn't been able to, to really succeed before. A lot of times you'll see Bam get the ball at the top of the key and he's, you know, tries maybe either a hezzy move or he passes out. And I think in the playoffs, we saw, you know, a little hesitation from him. But with Lowry, we have a true point guard and there aren't many, you know, true point guards left in the league. And I really think that our offense can actually run around him um, facilitating. You know, Jimmy's a good facilitator. We've had a, a couple other guys that are solid, but Lowry, Lowry's really a next level facilitator. You know, a couple of years ago, got, you know, nine assists per game, just above seven last year. I love the fit. And I, I think the contract, you know, it's not ideal, obviously. You know, we, we'll be paying him 30 million a year at age 37, but it kind of just is the market price. I think I saw a report that Mike Conley will be making around, or he's going to be requesting around three years, 75. And Lowry, in my eyes, is significantly better. And I think the timeline is now, you know, Jimmy's not getting any younger. And, you know, I think the time is right now to bring in a star like him. And I think that's a true big three you can win with. So I'm all for it. What about you, Jasmine? I definitely agree with what everyone else has said. I especially agree with what Flash said about um, Lowry having a relationship with Jimmy because I think chemistry is really important, especially for this team. In specific, I think that Lowry could really help Jimmy and Bam out, and I think it would um, make a pretty – a pretty good big three at least for this Miami Heat team. Uh, Yeah. Orchard, what do you think? Uh, I've been very pro Kyle Lowry uh, since the last season. You know, I think we were desperately in need of a good point guard. Uh, not, I'm not discrediting Hero or none, but I think Kyle Lowry is a true point guard, and I think we could really use him. And again, like, I think his contract is not ideal, but 
I, if, if I'm the Heat, I'd try to see if we could sign him to a two-year deal. Of course, I do expect that Kyle Lowry will push very hard to get a three-year deal. And if that's the case, I'm willing to pay him. And then last but not least, Clippy, what do you think about this? Um, Jake literally took the words right out of my mouth. He's Kyle Lowry is definitely a true point guard, but he can also score when he needs to. And I feel like it really takes some pressure off of Jimmy to make plays because we saw a lot in the season that Jimmy was trying to run plays. So I feel like that takes pressure off of him so he could be more aggressive. And I feel like that can unlock a lot of a lot more of Jimmy's potential. And yeah, I think we could we should pay him whatever he wants because he could definitely help this team win for sure. And to like further get into the 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 comments that everybody made, especially Clippy and Jake, about unlocking uh, other players, I think Lowry's really would be really beneficial, not just to Bam, like I mentioned earlier, but to Jimmy. Jimmy is a very elite off-ball player that is a good slasher, knows when to cut, knows when to do those things, maybe take a little bit of that ball handling responsibility away from Jimmy, let him cut, let him be that player. I think Jimmy's production will go up with Kyle. I think if if we retain other players like Duncan, I think that that extends the floor for that that takes away a lot of uh, the attention out of him so he would have a lot more open shots I think it's a good move all around it unlocks not just one or two players it unlocks probably the entire team so I just want to point out I just want to point out that like um Currently, Miami is obviously in the running, but so is Dallas and New Orleans. And those two teams have um, tried to, you know, make some space for Kyle as well. So I think um, a little bit on what Jim BP said about trying to get him on a two-year contract, um, I don't think that's possible. I think we have to get him on three-year guaranteed because obviously that's what he's asking for. And that's what Dallas and New Orleans is probably going to give him. And on top of that, they're making space for him. So... Um, I don't know how much they're going to offer him. I could even see one of those teams offering him more than three years, 90 million. Like if they make enough space for it, if they want to give him a little bit more um, to put themselves at the top of the running. Because, you know, um, obviously we have the relationship with Jimmy and we have advantages um, being in Miami as well. So I could see um, both of those teams trying to give him a little bit more to put themselves at the top of the running. So I wonder what's going to happen with that and how Pat is going to feel about maybe having to outbid those teams um, in order to get Kyle. I think that's a great point, Lola. Uh, I'm not really worried about New Orleans. I think Lowry's trying to win. I do think the Mavs, you know, would be very tempting for Kyle. I mean, playing alongside Luca, that's a, that's a very formidable backcourt. Like that, that's elite right there. But I do think that he'd have the advantage. I mean, like we've been saying, he's Jimmy, you know, he and Jimmy are as, as tight as any two players in the league. I think the, I, you know, the appeal of playing for the Heat in Miami under Pat's system, under Spo, I just think it's there. I think if we give him a three-year deal close to what they're going to offer him, I think we got him. I really do. And it's all about calculated risks, right? I mean, he's, you know, all of us have kind of mentioned his contract isn't great. I think we'll know pretty, pretty soon if, if it's going to work out or not. And, you know, there is an out, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of contracts that players have signed that have been terrible. I mean, Al Horford's contract was terrible, um, but he's been traded twice since that contract was signed. Um, and, and the same goes for a couple other guys. And so I think in today's league, a lot of teams are opening up cap space to take on bad contracts 
if he if Lowry were to end up becoming one. Now, I don't see that becoming the case. Uh, I just think that ultimately, you know, we wouldn't be stuck with him, you know, in the worst case scenario. So I think it's a risk we need to take. Yeah, every contract is tradable. Every single contract is tradable. We know that. We've seen it. With Westbrook as well. Right, right. You know, I know a lot of people are kind of iffy on the idea of having to give someone like Kyle Lowry $90 million. But at the end of the day, it's something that you do. You know, I think him, Jimmy, and Bam and Abayo, like, that can make some big noise. And, you know, while we could talk about Kyle Lowry all day and what he could bring to the team, I next want to talk about some of the noise we've been hearing around the league. And that's about two players specifically, and Bradley Beal and Damian Willard. Let's first talk about Bradley Beal real quick. Honestly, where where do we even start with this dude? I mean, we can literally talk about how much Heat fans have wanted Beal since, I don't know, maybe 2018, 2019. It probably goes back further, who knows. But bottom line is that I, I would definitely love Bradley Beal. Do I think it's realistic? I don't know. In my opinion, he would have to request a trade specifically here. And I don't know, because it seemed like an opportunity opened up when, who was it? Russell Westbrook went out and got traded to the Lakers. And, you know, with Bradley Beal, you never know what his story is. Right now, I believe there are reports coming out saying that maybe he wants to stay. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. It's just all over the place. It looks like he probably might stay because... That's been the guy Bradley Beal is. I mean, you honestly can't be surprised about it at this point. I mean, what do you guys think? We'll start off with you, Wild. Oh, well, I think that it is a little unrealistic. I think at the current way our our team is constructed, I don't don't think that we quite have the ammo to get them in in a bidding war. Now, I do think both players, obviously – um, they did a lot for their franchises. They stayed when people thought they wouldn't stay. And, and in today's league, franchises really have no choice but to honor these 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 stars' requests. I think both of them would probably have a short list of three to four teams. And I do think the Heat would be on both of them short lists. Now, here's what I think we need to do. And I think this is, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about this, but uh, we need to trade for some more firsts. Because as it currently stands with the Stepien rule, we don't have many firsts to trade. Now, if we were to, you know, potentially package KZ and Precious and maybe a second or something, get a, get a first or two, you know, from someone, well, it wouldn't be two, it would be one first. I think it would be if, if we get a 2023 first, they would have been able to trade multiple firsts. And, you know, when these guys are looking to trade their stars, unfortunately, they're looking for these firsts. You know, having a guy, you know, even like a guy like Hero isn't enough because they ultimately really need to hit the reset button. And all of the trades that have kind of been going on recently with stars have involved multiple firsts. So I do think that that's something that Riley is for, you know, Riley and Ellsberg are for, you know, for sure pursuing. And I do think that, you know, Precious at this point in his career, you know, he was a first last year. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, quite living up to potential, but the potential is still there. He's still young. And I do think there's a team, you know, maybe a team that's, you know, not going to be picking in the top 15, but still a team that would want a young guy like Precious and, you know, maybe KZ as well that would offer a first. So I do think that's the key for us to get them. And I think if we were to be able to unlock a 2023 first, 
uh, we can we can really give up as much as anyone. So I, I think that it is possible. Just we need to make some, you know, maybe an, an, another another move before. Right. And how do you feel, Clippy? Um, I feel it's very, very unlikely. I feel Bill is the type of guy. <clears throat> he's like Giannis. He wants to stay in his, you know, his team that he's been in for a while and win there. I feel like he's that type of guy. Obviously, I would love him to come to Miami. Of course, what um, he was saying before with all the first, we need first in order to get him. We need more than what we have in order to get him. So I think it's super unlikely. But if he was to come here, he would definitely lift us up and make us 100% a better team. So, but I definitely think it's unlikely. Right. And then what about you, Orchard? Uh, I mean, it's what, what everyone else is saying. You know, I think it's highly unlikely. However, I will say that I think I, I'm starting to think that it's more, like, plausible to happen after this Westbrook trade. You know, I, I honestly, I had a feeling Westbrook would be traded, but the package that the Lakers gave the Wizards, we knew the Wizards won that, or we, we know that the Lakers won that trade. But, I mean, I, I just want to stay optimistic and say that it's still possible. Of course, we do need more, we need more draft picks. I think Beal is still. I think he's still on the table, and it's really gonna be. It's really gonna be up to him whether he wants to leave Washington or not. You know, we know that he's super loyal. Uh, just like you know, people like Giannis. I think he wants to stay, and you know, he wants to one day win a championship with. But you know, at the end of the day, it's gonna be up to him whether he wants to leave or not. And I hope that he considers Miami if he does wanna request a trade. Well, what's on your mind about Beal? Well, Jake made some really great points about our picks and how we can unlock them. And, of course, we would have our picks and we would have Tyler. That would basically be our package um, after everything. And while that's a pretty good package, Warriors obviously are going to have the better package. They got the picks and they got Wiggins. And I feel like they would give it up for a Dame. Um, So, I mean, it really depends on when they become available when they request for a trade if they request for a trade at the same time that's probably our best bet so we can warriors could go for one and we could go for one um as far as dame go dame is on uh he has four years left so whoever whoever is the highest bidder is probably going to get him there's a lot of value in him with a four-year contract on him and he would obviously have to uh, request a trade, and then we would all bid, and I'm sure we would get outbid by a team like the Warriors. Now, Bradley Beal, he does have a player option in 2022, so they do have to make a decision on him as soon as possible, whether he wants to stay or whether he is looking to move after that. And if he is looking to move after that, then they will be forced to try to get something for him. And I know Miami has been extremely interested in Bradley Beal for like two years now. Um, they never really expected Dame to be available because he has been really loyal. But because Brad has that player option, I feel like we have a better chance at Bradley Beal. I feel like he kind of fits our team perfectly in that way. Um, obviously, like Jake said, we would have to gather our assets for that. Um, if we could you know free agency is for that like it's not just for gathering picks but if we can gather some players that we could potentially use as assets in the future I think that would help us in a deal for Bradley Beal and I really feel like Miami is looking at that they're really looking to 
find ways to gather as much assets as possible for the day that Bradley Beal is available pending his player option. Right. And then how do you feel, Flash? <sighs> Where do I start with Bradley Beal? I I guess I'm going to change the tone of this conversation a little bit when it comes to Bradley Beal. I think he's a masochist. I think he likes to be in pain, likes to be suffering because he's going to be like, I, I want to be in Washington. I want to be in Washington. And then when he's getting blown out by 30, he has his head down, moaning, complaining. It, I don't understand what it is with this guy. I understand what some of you guys are saying that said that he wants to do what Giannis did. Well, before the championship, Giannis was, he was like, a, he was the number one seed in, in the East or in the, a top four seed in the East for like three years. But Washington hasn't sniffed that in their entire, probably in entire history. So I, I don't see the comparisons to Giannis. At least Giannis was winning in the regular season. The Wizards can't even do that. I really, I, I'm so over Bradley Beal right now because he's just, like, there's no better word for what I said, masochist. That dude likes to be in pain. He likes to suffer. So, and in terms of Miami having the assets to get him, I think they can get the assets pretty, not, I'm not going to say easily, but but he, he, they can get it. I think one acquiring one first-round pick does everything that they needed to happen. So the Heat and Pat Riley are usually very good at at, at getting creative with trades. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they can make it happen if Riley Beal really wanted it out, which he won't because he sucks. <laughs> and then Jasmine, what's your take on Beal? Wow, I have to follow that up. <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of agree with Flash now that I'm hearing him. I kind of agree with it because, I mean, look, I just wonder how Beal is feeling after this trade. Because imagine having Westbrook and then you wake up the next day and, oh, Kyle Kazuma is posting a pic of, <laughs> a pic of, of you guys on Instagram. I can't even imagine... I, if I was Bradley Beal, I'd feel really betrayed right now. But if it is like Flash says, and he is just like a masochist, and he does just like love the pain, then maybe he's just going to stay with the Wizards no matter what happens. Because it kind of seems that way. They aren't, they haven't really made it very far in the playoffs ever. And I don't know. I, I think he's probably staying with the Wizards. Right. I mean, you know, from the words of a wise man named J. Cole, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. You know, it is what it is with him. I mean, there's really no telling what's up with that dude. Um, But yeah, another person that I feel like is worth talking about. And, you know, before we get into that, I know, Lola, you have something you want to say about Bill. What's your take? Um, I just wanted to say that Whatever Bradley Beal is doing right now, um, saying that he wants to stay, that's only beneficial to Miami. Considering we don't have any assets right now, the the longer he can get them to wait, the better off it is for us. We really need to build our assets right now. So if anything, we should be happy with what he's doing. Do I think this whole trade of I'm I'm going to stay and all of that is going to last going into his player option? No, I don't think so. And if anything, maybe he is um, 
acting a little bit calculated because right now the 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 Wizards have all the all the leverage on the moves that they want to make. They're just going to give him to the highest bidder. But if Bradley Veal acts a little bit more calculated and waits for teams to gather their assets, maybe he'll have more options on the team that he actually wants to go to instead of being dumped on a team that has the most to give up. So there's a lot to consider. With his player option coming up, I really don't think he's going to be on the Wizards forever. I I just think it's perfect for us that we have enough time to gather our assets on the day that he does um, get to moving. Right. I 100% agree with you. You know, and then not only is there Bradley Beal, but another guy that's worth talking about is Damian Willard. I feel like what we've heard about him lately, it's been kind of all over the place. I know we low-key saw um, Bam um, kind of flirt with him. We saw it when he basically was talking about how it felt, you know, having that chemistry with Dame, you know, being able to work with him, with Dame being the point guard and him being the center and all that. And they're still together right now as Team USA tries to win the gold medal. And, you know, I know right now Damian Lillard hasn't requested a trade. He's denied that multiple times. I don't know. I personally feel this could end up being a James Harden type situation where, you know, you hear the report saying, oh, he's happy now. You know, he's fine. But then, you know, weeks, days later, you hear the official report that he does indeed want out. So, you know, I want to ask you guys, what's your take on Dame? Like, do you think that's likelier than Beal? You know, do you think that's an alley? Like, that's something worth going after? What do you guys think? And we'll go back to you for this, Wav. It's tough. Um, I, I do think that what players put out on social media and what they tell the press is different than the way they feel a lot of times. I did see Dame get in a fight with someone on Twitter, basically saying all these rumors are false. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he is such a great player, and he really could position himself as one of the best point guards of all time. He doesn't have a pathway to win in in, uh, in Portland right now. You know, I think Portland's desperately trying to make moves to put players around him. I've seen, you know, potentially trying to trade McCollum for Pascal Siakam, things like that. But at the end of the day, I, I do think that, this may be his last year with them. It might it might not be now. It might end up being towards the deadline, which would actually bode well for the Heat. Uh, but, but I do think he's going to try to leave. I really do. And obviously, like you said, he and Bam have been looking great in, uh, in USA ball. And again, like I said before, if he's out, I do think the Heat are on his short list. And the longer he waits, the better off we actually are um, because we, you know, you know, I'm thinking guys like Hero, for example, you know, his value is low and it's way lower than I think it should be. Um, and and it, all it'll take is a couple hot weeks, you know, starting off the season for a guy like Hero to build his value back up. And same goes for Precious. If he shows some growth, you know, that's a trade piece as well. So I, I think he's going to be gone, to be quite honest. Right. And what do you think? Uh, let's see. Um, Clippy. I agree with... Uh with with wild um i definitely think that there's chemistry there and obviously basketball is played better when there's chemistry on the team i think it's definitely going to be his last year there 
Um, I don't think he's going to win in Portland. I think that he's wasting his time. But also maybe Bam, him playing with Bam in the USA team can maybe convince him, oh, you know, I actually want to play with this guy, with this big man, um, because he plays better with him. Uh, I just, I think that he would be a perfect fit here. Uh, I would throw everything at Portland if I could for Damian Lillard. He's a scoring threat. He's would make the team 100% better. So if he doesn't, if he decides to stay in Portland, which of course Portland's going to give him everything he wants, because why wouldn't you? He's Damian Lillard. Um, but if they don't and he's not happy, I definitely think that this is one of the destinations that he would uh, love to play with, especially with uh, Jimmy and Bam, because that would just be a great big three. Mm-hmm. What you think about Dame Time Orchard? Well, uh, for now, if his chances of coming to Miami, I think it's very, very unlikely. Um, I think I think we can all agree that it's we have a better chance of getting Beal than Dame. Um, but I think B, I think Dame is denying these rumors because I think he still has he still has hope that Portland can make it somewhere. Uh, I don't think he's gonna stay with them for very much longer. Do I think we're going to trade for him in the next like couple of weeks? No, because I think if they if the Portland Trailblazers try to make a trade with the Heat, I think they're going to ask for Bam, and we know that Bam is untouchable. We're not going to put him in a package, and so I I just think trying to get Dame right now wouldn't work because he's worth a lot, and it's as Jake was saying, you know, I think people like Hero need to build up their value again. So when we do try to facilitate facilitate a trade later on. Uh, we might we can possibly put these guys back in the trade and it'll be worth more. Right. And then what do you think, ja- um, Jasmine? Uh, yeah, I think it's a great pipe dream that we all have, Dame to Miami. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just feels very unrealistic to me because if we were to trade for him, then they would ask for Bam. And then you end up in the same situation. So you're basically just becoming the Portland of the East, right? Because Bam is supposed to be your untouchable piece. I would argue Bam is more untouchable than Jimmy. But I just, I don't know in a world where even in the next couple of months, we could make a reasonable trade for for Dame. So I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I don't know. I, you're right. Maybe we shouldn't get our hopes up too much about it. But what do you think, Lola? Yeah, it's really upsetting because you watch Dame and and Bam in the Olympics, and you just see that chemistry there. You just see the pick and roll, like how strong um, Bam's picks are, and how Dame is about uh, like Dame is able to go through that pick and being able to be open for threes or like being able to pass the band. Like it's just so much chemistry there and so much spacing and everything else. Like it's really great. But at the same time, I, I know it's not going to happen. Um, We don't have the assets. If anything, I see the warriors going for it. I mean, for now, obviously Dame is waiting um to see what Portland does. You know, he's very loyal. He's trying to see what they can do with the likes of CJ I don't know what they could do. They have Robert Covington and CJ. Um, maybe they'll package them together for someone. Maybe they'll go for Siakam. I don't like. I don't know what kind of moves they can make to really keep Dame long term. I think they might be able to keep him for this year, but you know, whatever move they make with the assets they have, I really don't see them being able to build a championship team 
and I see Dame leaving, I just think he might give them at least until the trade deadline or so, which is kind of great for us because we can build our assets. We can try to get Tyler um, to get his assets up. Um, I know it's at the lowest right now. And, you know, if he plays well this upcoming year, if he's not traded, um, then obviously his value would go up. I mean, Precious already kind of upped his value in the Olympics and it's only going to help him in the summer league. Um, so, and we just guaranteed Gabe and his, you, we don't know where his value is going to go. So we have a lot of um, players in play and players that their assets and their value can go up. So, you know, it's kind of great that both Dame and Bradley Beal are kind of holding off for now. And hopefully we can snatch one of them once we build our assets up. Right. And what do you think, Flash? Okay, so don't worry, guys. Uh, my, my tone on Beal, on Dame is much better than Bradley Beal. Um, I think I think B, uh, Dame's going to give Portland a chance to right the ship this offseason. I think Dame, if he's not happy, maybe the trade deadline or next offseason would be a more realistic time, a more realistic time for him to 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 request a trade. And I think Miami will be better suited by then. Uh, you see the you see the flirting. You see Bam flirting with Dame, saying he likes playing with him. You see Dame. You see reports of Dame playing with a, saying that he likes to play with a with a big with an athletic big. So I think the match is there. It's just about the right time for him to request. Right. You know, obviously, you know, it seems like there is chemistry between Bam and Dame, as you guys mentioned. And I just simply want a big three of Bam, Dame, and Jimmy. And I know, um, Orchard, you got something you want to say about that. So the floor is yours. So, I mean, I always want to talk about the fact that I was saying that if the Blazers wanted to send Lillard over to the Heat, they'd ask for Bam in a trade. And I just want to say... See, I know you you obviously put Bam, you send Bam over to Portland, but it just doesn't work in my opinion. Like if you have Lillard and Jimmy, I just don't, it, it's better to have Jimmy, Bam, and Lillard, obviously. Uh, I still think if it was Jimmy and Lillard, they'd still make a good run, but it's just not the same without Bam. You, got, you guys know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it works if you have Jimmy and Bam or jimmy and lillard you know it just has to be all three i think i said that wrong uh jimmy and lillard i just don't think it would work out uh to beat a team like i don't know the brooklyn nets for example you gotta have the entire team uh but that's just my thoughts yeah i think uh i jim i don't think i'm pretty sure that uh that jimmy and them are untouchable in any trade so Heat fans on, especially on Twitter, need to get that out of their minds right now too. I just wanted to take the ch- time out to say that putting Jimmy or Bam in trades doesn't do anything for Miami. It doesn't get them to the next level. So that's my two cents on that. I agree, hundred percent. And really quick, you know, the reasoning behind it is, you know, it took us a while after you know the big three era to get another superstar to come back here. We finally get Jimmy out here. How, what do the optics look like if we just trade him away? Like. You know, people aren't going to want to come here. You know, there, there's reactions around the league and every move has, you know, is reactionary after that. And players are like, oh, I'm not going to come, you know, buy into the heat. They're just going to trade me away. So that's kind of the reasoning behind Jimmy. And then with Bam, he, he's literally our future. And if we're going to get a guard, Bam is the perfect complement to that guard. It doesn't matter who it is. 
So yeah, it's never, first off, it's never going to happen. And second off, I don't, I don't really think of a situation other than like Luca, which is never happening that will actually make us better to trade Bam away. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just not in the cards. I think there's been like multiple, multiple reports indicating that both Jimmy and Bam are untouchable. And I feel like Miami has indicated that over and over again in many ways. And, and, you know, and Pat has promised Jimmy that he's going to get him a championship. So to move Jimmy at this point, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And Bam as well, like he's our future. And they've said that. They've said, they've said, they've talked about him. They compared him with Dwayne and they've compared him with Zoe and how he's the future. And he's that player for them. So both are untouchable and I really don't see them moving them. Right. And like, you know, what you said, Lola, I want to touch on that real quick because let me tell you guys something. You know, as you mentioned, Lola, like the way how the Heat front office talks about Bam, it's very clear they view him as the franchise player for this team, okay? It's simple. The idea that Heat fans are saying that we should trade him, you know, it's wild. I mean, because first of all, you look at the, the players that we've traded for superstars in the past, whether if it's guys like Karan Butler, you know, Josh Richardson. I'm telling y'all this right now. Bam Adebayo is not a Karan Butler, nor is he a Josh Richardson. So to those talking about um, he's supposed to be one of those type of players where you just send him away for a superstar, y'all are wrong. Simple as that. So the idea that you think that the Heat could win a chip with the big two of just Jimmy and Dame, that's just absurd. The only bright side for that, I guess, would be the fact that Jimmy is obviously the better player than CJ McConnell. But you're not accomplishing anything else from that. I mean, yay, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, big, big two, cool. But we're not winning a chip. And what's the point of making that trade happen if you're not going to get anywhere close to it. So y'all need to stop. So to all the Heat fans that sit here and talk about you wouldn't trade Hero for Harden, but then you want to hop on here and talk about how you trade Bam for Dame, I need y'all to take a step back real quick and understand that Bam is here and he's here to stay. And it's simple as that, whether if you like it or not, you know, if you want to make your garbage takes, feel free to do that. You got the freedom of speech. But I just pray to God, and I'm just so happy that none of y'all run this front office. Y'all know who you are on Twitter. So now that I've said <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say that real quick because it gets annoying, bro. Um, but now let's move on to the next topic, and that's Brandon Ingram. Uh, as a lot of you guys have probably heard, um, Five Reasons reported, um, and Adam Borai too, um, Shout-outs to them. They mentioned how uh, Brandon Ingram is actually open to a trade to the Heat. Now, don't misinterpret it, y'all. It's just simply saying if Pelicans were to trade him to Miami, he'd be down with it. But, you know, aside from... And like I said, it doesn't mean a trade is actually happening. But aside from that, you know, what do you guys think? How would you feel about the idea of bringing Brandon Ingram to Miami? We'll start off with you, Orchard. Oh, man. I-, I love Ingram, man. Like, he's probably my favorite player from the Pelicans. You know, I think he's a great He's great on offense. Uh, I've heard that his defense isn't the best. But, you know, if you put him in a place like Miami, I don't know. Like, he's, he's not a terrible defender. I think he's an average defender. 
if you put him on a team Miami, like a team like Miami, I think it still works. I think he'd be great. And we have heard reports that Duncan might be interested in going to the Pelicans, right? So there's a way we I think this is a huge possibility. Of course, if the Pelicans are willing to trade Ingram, it's a huge possibility that we could try to make a we could make a trade that would include some something in the makes of Robinson heading over to the Pelicans and Ingram heading over to the Heat. Of course, I want to keep Robinson. I love him. But, you know, if Robinson's not happy in Miami and, you know, he wants to go somewhere else, well, we don't want to lose him for nothing, right? So I think if he wants to go to the Pelicans, we can try to facilitate a trade and we could acquire Ingram in that type of trade. Flash, what's your take? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's happening. I really don't. I, I know that- if I'm correct, what the report said from Five Reasons was that Ingram would welcome a trade to Miami, but it didn't say the Pelicans were interested in looking him in getting him out of there. It didn't say that Brandon Ingram actually requested a trade, any of that. So I, I think this is kind of just speculation. I I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it'd be cool having Ingram, Bam, and Jimmy. I think that's a pretty nice trio, but I just don't think it's going to happen at all. Right. And what's your take, Clippy? Uh, I agree with Clutch. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's purely speculation. Um, And also, I would never trade Duncan for Ingram. I think Ingram is a great player, but I would not never trade him. I don't know why he wouldn't be happy here. But yeah, I I wouldn't trade him. I think Ingram maybe has some heat culture in him. And we can definitely work on the defense when he comes here. But I think it's just unrealistic. And I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it was just speculation. What about you, Lola? Um, would I love to have Brandon Ingram? Yes, I would love that. I think he would be a perfect fit. He's a bucket getter, which is exactly what we need. We need someone that can get their own buckets. Um, he might even be a he might even be a better fit than even Kyle. Like I really think that he. Fits exactly what we need. Now, do I think the Pelicans are gonna do it? No. Like I don't I don't understand and like there is no reason for them to trade him at all. Like I know I heard about how Zion and Ingram and how that's not a good fit because like Ingram wants the ball in his hands and Zion also wants to score. So it's like it's like you know how Ingram he can't like it's just like too is just not a good fit, but at the same time, Duncan, for example, for Ingram, it just doesn't like that. Like any trade where Duncan is that the top of the trade, it just it's not enough for Ingram. Now, what I heard is that in a sign and trade, like before, I thought that it was just like if you do um Duncan in a sign and trade, that you can only trade Duncan to that team. But what I heard recently is that you could do multiple players um, in a sign and trade. It just has to go to the same team. So I don't know if we could do like Duncan, Tyler, or Duncan, Precious, Duncan, none. I don't know. I, I just don't know what package they would even want. They look like they want to win now. They made space for Kyle. Um, so I don't think they want picks. Yeah, I don't know if we even have the asset to go for it, nor do I think that they're even looking to move him. The only way that I would see it is, like I said, the fact that Zion and Ingram doesn't fit that well together, but I'm not too sure about that. 
Wild, what's your opinion? So I think it's a pretty interesting situation there. Um, on one hand, I don't think Ingram is in a similar situation as Beal or Dame would be if they requested trades because the Pelicans don't owe him anything. But, you know, it's going to be an open market and the highest bidder is going to win. It doesn't matter if it's a team he really wants to play for or not. Um, he's never won there. He's only been there two seasons. So I think that's one thing that really puts the heat at a disadvantage because anyone and a lot of teams could offer more. However, they are also in a situation where they would not be hitting a hard reset because they already do have Zion. So if they're looking to trade Ingram, I think that they're going to be looking for assets they can get back that would fit Zion well. And there's been reports that there's a lot of fans in their front office and the New Orleans front office of Duncan, and there's fans of Dragic as well. Um, So I'm thinking in my head, we actually don't have picks, but we do have players that we can send them that would fit around Zion. Um, And I'm thinking if we paired, obviously as a starting point, probably like Duncan, Dragic, Hero, even maybe Precious, a pick. I don't think that's that unrealistic a package for a team that's still trying to compete next season. Um, and as far as the fit with the Heat goes, Brandon Ingram is a bona fide scorer. It, it's not like, you know, he he's he, he high 40%, over 23 a game. You know, he's the real deal. Obviously, it would be tough to get rid of a guy like Duncan, but Ingram, you know, he's just, he like I was said earlier, he creates his own shots. He takes an immense amount of pressure off of everyone else. And, you know, he's still got room to grow. He's only 23 years old. He's already been an all-star. And I don't know. I I really think that you bring him and you pair him with Jimmy and Bam. I think it's really the perfect fit. I think he's, you know, his length and his athleticism can, can lead to us molding him into a better defender. Um, Spo has a really good track record with doing that with players. So honestly, you know, I, I would go all out and I do think it's a possibility that cannot be ruled out. Right. And Jasmine, what's your take on having a guy like Ingram on the team? I like Ingram. I think he'd be a really good offensive addition. I mean, he's got like what, 40, 47, 48 from mid range and like 60, 10 feet from the rim. So that's that's really good offensively. I I just know we'd have to give up Duncan, and I have a I have a special spot in my heart for Duncan. So that that's what I think would make me iffy on it. Right, and you know you know not only is there Ingram, but another name that we want to hit on is Colin Sexton too. And you know, there's a lot that can say about him that we can say about him. You know. Would you guys be open to a trade for him? And also, would you guys think about potentially taking Kevin Love as well if possible? Like, what's um, y'all opinion? Because I know there's a lot to factor in when you think about that. And for this topic, we'll start off with you, Lola. So I want to first say that I do like Sexton, like, a lot. Um, He's only 22. He's averaging 24 points per game on 48% shooting and 37% from the three-point line. He's a bit undersized. He's only 6'1". Um, so there's that. Um, I don't know if I would play him as a point guard. He's not really a playmaker. He's more of a scorer. It's kind of like Brendan Ingram in that way, that he's he's there to get buckets. Um, 
So we currently are trying to get Kyle, right? That's our uh, priority. What I would love to do is if we could pair Kyle with Sexton in that guard position, I know it would be a small um, backcourt. I do get that. But at the same time, he could be our bucket getter next to Kyle being our playmaker um, because we do need both. Um, but in a situation where we get Sexton without Kyle, I'm not really a fan of that because I know there are some people that prefer Sexton over Kyle due to the age and him being an asset and them thinking that he's really going to be that all-star player in the future. But I really do think that we have to prioritize playmaking and defense and Sexton does not have the defense and we need a guard that can play defense for our point of attack defense. So I think next to Kyle, I agree. Just Sexton and not Kyle, I do not agree. And as far as love goes, I do not want to take on that contract whatsoever, especially after the Olympics. Um, I thought he was kind of taking the Blake approach and kind of like being unmotivated with the Cavs and everything. But I really feel like he's just old and he doesn't have anymore. And they even were some reports about how he's not in shape and things like that. So there's a lot of concerns with such a big contract on him. I really don't want to take on love. I think it would be a mistake on our part. Right. Wild, what do you think? Um, I, I'm a really big fan of Colin Sexton. Um, as mentioned before, he's getting 48% from the field, 37% from three, over 24 a game. And he did that on a team that has no real other threats. His usage percentage was around 30%. And that's higher than a guy like Julius Randle, who we know the entire offense for the New York Knicks revolved around him. So this is a guy being used a lot with not a lot of help that's putting up high numbers at a very high clip for a guard. So in terms of what kind of player he is, I, I think he is a, a top-tier scorer. And I think in saying that, um, I, I would love to bring him on. He's only making $5 million next year. And a lot of fans I'm seeing are like, oh, well, why would we trade for a guy we don't want to max out? Well, I, I think ultimately that's you know experiment that we would might have to risk because, you know, if he works out, you know, he's only 22 years old. I think there's a lot of room for growth on both sides of the ball. He definitely can be an all-star and we just secured a future with, you know, both, you know, Jimmy, obviously, but bringing Bam and Sexton together for our future is, is gorgeous. And, and to be honest, you know, if it looks like, you know, midway through the year, he's really not working out. There's still avenues to trade him at the deadline. And I think ultimately there's a lot of teams that won't have cap space but need a top-tier scorer that would still try to get him. And we could probably recoup a lot of what we end up trading for him at the deadline if we feel like we're just not going to end up maxing him out. He doesn't make our team that much better. I think him being a low-contract guy allows us, as stated before, to pair him with another star like Lowry and kind of create a, a quasi-big four, something that, you know, it would be pretty – pretty incredible and almost a necessity to compete in the East. Uh, in terms of bringing on Kevin Love, I kind of agree with others. I think he's shot. I really do. Um, you know, he played like 25 games last year, you know, struggled to even shoot 40% from the field, known as a great rebounder, but only got seven and a half rebounds a game. It looks like he's definitely on the downspin, but ultimately if we, you know, we got him and, you know, maybe we even buy him out, 
Um, I, I, I can promise you that's not something Mickey Arison would like to do whatsoever. Um, but maybe, you know, the front office can talk him into it. I, I, I just think that if we can bring on Sexton and ultimately not have to give too much up, uh, I think that would be a move we need to make. It is all about the price. I have seen a couple tweets from from some from verified people recently saying that, you know, he, the Cavs are looking for multiple young assets and picks, and I'm not willing to throw the whole train at, at Sexton. Um, but at the right price, I think he's a good fit for what we're trying to do. Right. And what do you think, Flash? Right. I see that some of you guys have been saying that maybe we can pair Sexton with Lowry, but I want to say this in a realistic manner. Um, We are not getting Colin Sexton without taking on Kevin Love. We're not. And we can't afford, we, it's fine. Oh, I think it's financially impossible to have Lowry, Sexton and Love on the same team. So I just want to throw that, idea kind of a way because it's not going to happen we have to take on Kevin Love my personal feelings about Kevin Love is that I do think it might be maybe a Blake Griffin situation maybe he can at least be serviceable to spot up and shoot the three ball maybe back a, a post player something like that I think he still might have some value if we if we do make that happen I would do the trade and yeah, I would do the trade, and I, I think it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have sex and then love, and then see what happens. Build, build around, and get more free agents. Right, and there is some breaking news, but you know, I will get to that just right after you guys finish your thoughts, real quick. So let's see. After Flash Orchard, what's your takes on Sexton? Uh, I love Colin Sexton. Uh, if you guys don't know, I do watch the Cavs. I watch their games. I love watching Colin Sexton. He's a great scorer. Of course, we all, we've all discussed it, that his defense is a little bit of a liability. Um, but I think he'd still be a great fit on the Heat. And it's just as what Clutch said, I think it's impossible for us to take Sexton without taking on Kevin Love, too. I think the Cavaliers' main target for the season is to put Sexton and Love in the same contract. And I think if we just try to chase Sexton, the Cavs tell us no. So those are that's my thought. Uh, do One of my thoughts on Kevin Love. I, look, he hasn't played that much this season. And he's obviously unmotivated. I don't think he wants to play for the Cavs. And I think I'm willing to, I'm willing to experiment and have him on the team. You know, he could, he could change. It's like the Griffin situation. Uh, I think, it, he just needs to be on a different environment, and I think I'm willing to take the experiment and chance that he he I don't I don't expect him to be a really good player on our team, but I expect him maybe to make a bit of a difference for us in terms of his experience. And you know, I, I I'm I'm willing to take the chance on Kevin Love if we can also get Colin Sexton in a trade. Right, and then you know after you Orchard, another um, person that I want to reach out to about this is Jasmine because I know you are a big Kevin Love fan. What's yeah, I'm a big Kevin Love fan. <laughs> uh, look, if you're getting, I don't, I don't know how realistic it is to go after Sexton if you're getting Lowry because if you're getting Sexton, then you're also getting Love because I, I don't think it happens any other way. Like I love Kevin Love, but he's he's kind of the guy that Miami's going to pick up just to make it like easier for the Sexton trade, right? 
Um, I do like Kevin Love. I will not answer why, but you know what? There was a funny graphic I saw a few days ago that said that Colin, <laughs> that Ke- Kevin Love has a higher chance of making into the Hall of Fame than Giannis does. <laughs> so uh, take that as you will, guys. All right. <laughs> you know what? That was a good, <laughs> um, so yeah, and then after that, we got Clippy. What's your take on Sexton? I absolutely love Sexton. I pray every night that the Heat try and get him. But I also think it's a package deal with Love. I kind of think Love is a crybaby after what he did in Cleveland. But also, though, he's not happy where he is. So I guess I understand that. Somewhere else he could probably thrive. But he is kind of old. So I'm not really sure. But Sexton, I think he's great. I think his ceiling is super high. I think he can learn from Jimmy and our vets. Um, I like that he's young. I think he'd be a perfect fit here. So I definitely love that 100%. I would love for that to happen. Right. And then, you know, so moving on, you know, while there are some big names out there, it's also important to hit on the free agents that are currently on our team right now. And there are a lot of them. We're looking at Trevor Ariza, Nemanja Bielitsa, Dwayne Dedman, uh, the GOAT, Udonis Haslam, of course, uh, Victor Oladipo, and then you have your team options in Goran Dragic and Andre Iguodala and Omar Yurtsevin. I think that will be a huge one. Um, and then you have your restricted free agents in Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, uh, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. Uh, earlier I said um, that there was some intriguing news, not exactly breaking, uh, I blame Shams for that. You know, that's why Woj is better, in my opinion. Uh, there was, uh, mention, they were mentioning how, uh, let's see, the exact tweet said, if Miami declines the 2021-22-19.4 million team option on guard Goran Dragic, there's expected to be interest from several NBA title and postseason contenders in unrestricted free agency. His option deadline is Sunday. So there's that, you know, thank you, Shams, for scaring us for a quick second. Uh, but with that being <laughs> said, <laughs> um, but with that being said, you know, you look at the players who are free agents for us this offseason, who should be the top priority for Miami and who should we let walk? And not only that, but to add on with that, who do you guys think should be our offseason needs as well? So bearing all of that in mind, we'll start off with you, Flash. What do you think? Right. So I, I'm just getting over this heart attack that Shams gave me. Um, anyways, uh, I think a the priority for the Heat in terms of their own players would probably be Duncan Robinson. And I think... If you want to keep him, but it, or if you want to sign and trade, get something. Don't quote unquote let him walk. That that just be a very very bad look on Miami if they lose Duncan Robinson for nothing. I think you let somebody like Kendrick Nunn walk. I do. I I do think. And one player in specific that I'm really hoping stays in Miami would be Victor Oladipo on a very low deal, one year, prove it. He we so we got a taste of it. And it got ripped away from us. So I'd like to see what he can do here, even if it's for the last month of the season. 
because obviously he's going to be out for a while recuperating from that knee surgery. So I think that'd be great to have him back. Uh, somebody very underrated that I don't see a lot of people talking about, which they should be, is bringing back Dwayne Dedman. I think he'd be great in Miami. I think he's the perfect backup center in Miami. He brings the energy. He brings the fire. He's very good at rebounding the ball. And he just seems to be in, in the best spots all the time to succeed. Everybody else, I uh, really don't have any comment on, maybe. And moving on to the team options, it, it's really going to tell you what Miami's going to do with the team options. If they accept both of them, then we can probably expect a trade. And if they decline both of them, they would probably operate with the cash space. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. In turn, with Goron, I'd like to see him stay with Miami. I'd like to see him retire with Miami. I don't want to hear anything about trading him for a, for a first-round pick. I don't want to hear anything about trading Goron for anything. I think he should stay in Miami. He should retire in Miami. I think he's earned the right. I want to see Miami treat one of their one of their great players right for once. So that's my take on that. Right. What do you think, Lola? Um, as far as like the current Miami players that we would like to resign, um, definitely Deadman. I want to see him come off the bench again. Uh, he brings a lot of energy. He was actually one of the leading scorers in the playoffs this year. Like he, the value that he brings for the price that he is asking for, like it's it's no brainer. Definitely bring Deadman back. Um, I also would like to see Ariza back, just not as a starter. I would like to have him off the bench, um, take on that Iggy role, and just let Iggy go. But obviously, as for the team options, um, so far, so I just want Deadman and Ariza back. And for the team options, I want them to pick up both because I want them to be used in a trade. I'll be highly disappointed if those two options are not picked up. I mean, we we had those contracts for a reason. We had those contracts so that we could use them, so we could move them for a player. and. For them to decline and now it's just like it goes against everything that they set this up to be. So like I really hope that they accept both and they move those players. Do do I want to see Dragic get moved? No. But if it means that we're going to get a player that can put us in the contention of our championship, it is what we have to do. I mean, we promised Jimmy that we're going to get him a championship. And as much as I love Dragic, if it means that we could get a player that can put us in the contention. We just have to do it. We all heard about what the five reasons have been saying and what Pat has been saying and how we're going to get a cutthroat Pat Riley this year. And that's what I want to see. I want to see us make moves. I mean, we just got swept. So as much as we love Dragic, we have to think about what's best for the team. And he's one of the the two contracts that we have that we can move for a star or any player that requires us to um take in a big contract so i'm sorry guys but if it if it comes up to it then we just have to do it and i know some people have something they want to say about that but let's finish everyone's opening thoughts first clippy what do you think um i'm emotionally attached to drogic to be honest i think that we don't trade him i agree with um flash i think he should finish his career here and we honor him like that because he's been here for so long he definitely deserves it Uh, i think we keep duncan at all costs i think we do whatever it takes to keep him 
I absolutely love Duncan. Uh, I agree with Lola about Ariza. I think, yeah, maybe we should keep him, but he comes off the bench and has like an Iggy role and we uh, let Iggy go. Um, I also agree with Flash with Oladipo that he's uh, really good and people don't talk about that. I think that we keep him at a low price because he showed, you know, signs of being really good before his knee injury. So I think he can produce here and help us win. And Deadman, I absolutely, I think he screams heat culture. Um, I think we should keep him also at a low price if we can. In the playoffs, he was great. He was the only one basically doing anything. So, uh, yeah, I I love him. I, I, I'm just really attached to the players, so it's hard for me to let them go. But if obviously we could get something better that can help us win and help us, you know, get a championship, bring a championship for Jimmy because he deserves it. Uh, I'm all for it, except for Drogic. I don't. I don't think we should trade him ever. So, right. And then, what about you, Jasmine? What's your take? So I pretty much agree with what everyone said, besides Lola about Drogic. <laughs> um, I love him. I think we should keep him. I think he should retire. I don't care. Reach. Like if I don't care if we need to like trade him for something, whatever. They'll figure something else out. They could do it. Um, I think we should keep Dwayne Dedman, my second favorite Dwayne. Uh, great playoff performance. <laughs> great playoff performance by him. He did really good. He was really, he really gave it his heart during the playoffs when I don't think many other players were on the team. I think we should keep Duncan at any cost. Again, I love him. And then Oladipo, I agree. Uh, low price on him. I think if he asked for too much uh you might need to let him go because I don't I just don't I just don't know if he's worth that much if he's only going to be playing towards the end of the season because that's taking a really big bet when I think Miami could be putting their money elsewhere and then uh I agree with Ariza he should be coming off the bench but uh bring him back because he did good Right. What's your take, Orchard? Okay. Well, I think most of us can agree that Drogic is not going anywhere. He's a, He has to come back. He has to retire in Miami, possibly get his jersey retired, but we'll talk about that for another time. But Drogic, I, I, I love Drogic. Heat legend. I think he has to stay 100%. Duncan, you know, I think he's also a top priority. I think in the end it's going to – It's uh, they, actually, what? Never mind. Uh, but, no, I think we should bring back Duncan – uh, in terms of Kendrick Nunn, I've liked watching him throughout the year, but I do think he needs to go. Uh, I think he's not very consistent, and I, I personally, I think, I think there's a lot of other teams that'll give him uh, better, probably what he's looking for. So I don't think he should stay in Miami. Uh, Ariza, I don't want him in the starting lineup, but if he comes off the bench, I'd be really happy to resign him. Deadman, I really doubted him at first. I'll admit. I was one of those guys when he first signed him that I didn't really, I wasn't really sold on him, but he's shown throughout his entire time so far with Miami that he's worth being re-signed. So I definitely put him back. He's a great backup center. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's all for me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jake? Yeah. So I agree with a lot of what, what's been said. So I'll kind of make this quick. I'll, I'll run through the line right here. So Dragic, uh, I tweeted this during the finals run. If we don't retire his jersey, I am breaking into the AAA, now FTX Arena, and I'm going to retire it myself. <laughs> so realistically, that man's a heat legend. 
I don't want to see him go, but I do want to add that people, you know, guys need to be wary that if we, if we uh, accept his option, we, we sign him to his, his option, there's a chance he's gone um, because I, I don't think his market value is 19 million a year at this point. So I think that declining his option um, can lead us to sign him at a more reasonable deal, team friendly, maybe give him a couple more years, have him finish off as a heat, you know, heat player. And I think that's the way he should retire. So, you know, I, I want to see us keep him under all costs. We do, you know, accept that option. Just, just look out for a trade. Um, as for Deadman, agree with everyone. Man played really well, exceeded expectations. We should bring him back for the minimum for sure. I would also like to see us bring back Ariza on the minimum, have him play the Iggy role off the bench. I don't want to see him starting at the four at all. Um, but I do think he's a really valuable piece off the bench, switchable, and someone that, you know, really good on D. So I want to see us keep him. I don't think Oladipo is realistic. He just declined, you know, four years, 80 mil or whatever from the Rockets. And to be honest, his agent should be held criminally liable if he, if he you know, he allows Oladipo to sign a really cheap one-year deal. It's just not going to happen. Someone's going to be willing to overpay him, and it's not going to be us. UD obviously staying I'm, I'm of the, the, you know, the school that that man should stay as long as he wants. The team loves him. We owe him. And he's an incredible leader. And then Iggy, as far as he goes, you know, I, I think again, if we sign his option, it's going to be for a trade. If we can get him for the minimum maybe, but I, I'm not, I'm not in love with Iggy at this point. So I wouldn't hate it if we let him go. Right. And then, is, before we end that, is there anything else y'all want to add on to the Heat free agent combo? Yeah, uh, I'd like to add a little bit to this Goran Dragic thing that I've thought about just now. Um, so here's the deal. We, a couple of years ago, trying to facilitate the Jimmy trade, we got Goran. We, we sent Goran to Dallas. It didn't work out and the trade didn't go through. Since then, he's only you know, let the heat in scoring in the playoffs all the way to the finals until Jimmy took over. And last year, when everybody else wasn't playing right in the playoffs, Goran Dragic was the leading scorer for the Miami Heat. So people thinking he has no value, he's not worth money, we should trade him, get some value for it. He's still a valuable player to the team. It's not like we're going to re-sign him so he can sit on the end of the bench and be another, another heat lifer that doesn't do anything. No. He's valuable to this team, and people need to understand that. That's why I think he needs to stay. I think he'd be a very, I think a Goran Dragic with limited minutes is a very efficient Goran Dragic. I feel really strongly about that, and I really think they should bring him back. He'd be the absolute perfect backup point guard for this team. Let me add on to what just Plasha said. And um, when I was bringing up trading Dragic, I obviously wasn't saying it because I didn't think he could play basketball. He definitely is a really good player. What I was mentioning was the fact that if we want to get a player with a big contract, Dragic and Iggy is who we have to move. It obviously would have to be a big if. And depending on the player, it's we, we whether we do it or not. And we have to understand that, yes, Dragic is a bucket getter. But if we can get a bucket getter that can play defense, that's an improvement. Um, another thing, if we do decline his um, deal and we're trying to sign him for a more friendly deal, what are the chances that there's going to be another team that can offer him a little bit more than us? 
or a little bit more years than us and compete with us for him. I mean, there is a lot of risk. I understand there's going to be like, oh, we agreed to this and we agreed to that. But, you know, Dallas is probably going to want him just as much as we do. Right. You know, I agree. Y'all are making some really good takes right now. It's hard for me to disagree with any of you guys. You know, but, you know, right now as we're recording this pod, uh, it's July 31st. You know, we're a couple days away from free agency, so we'll get our answers by then. So now it's about time to wrap it up. But before we do, it's time to get right to this rapid-fire discussion. I want to hear you guys' um, free agency targets. Um, what y'all think is a good trade target for us, someone that we have not discussed about on this pod you only get one option, so we'll get right to it. So without further ado, Flash, who's your one option we should get this summer? And it can't be anyone we named in this pod. Keep that in mind, please. All right, I got you. So earlier today, uh, July 31st, like you said, we saw a article from uh, a post, I mean, for five reasons. And I think we should really look into that. I think Marcus Smart could be a decent target for the Miami Heat in, in the trade market. Right. Okay, that's a good one. What about you, Lola? What's your one target? Um, definitely a four. A four is a need uh spot that we really need to fill up. Somebody like Jamaica Green or Jeff Green or Bobby Portis or anyone that can take some pressure off of Bam. I think that's an important position that we need to fill. I don't want to see Ariza starting again. So it will be interesting to see who fills that position. Right, and then Clippy, what's your target? Uh, I was going to say Bobby Portis, but honestly, I really like Lonzo. I think he would be a good fit here. Yeah, I'm a big Lonzo ball fan, so I'm, I have to go with Lonzo. Mm-hmm. And then Jasmine, who's yours? I was also going to say Bobby Portis, um, just because he did, he did just decline his player option today, so something to look into. Oh, and then quick thing to bring up is that the Bucks, I think they can only offer around like five million in a um, what's it called, a mid-level exception, I believe. So that's something to look out for. I think he might be on the move. But then Orchard, who's your number one target? So I was listening to all of yours, and I'm like, mine is so unrealistic. But mine was Demar Derozan. I think he'd be a great addition to the team. Uh, I did think it was going to go to the Lakers, but now that they got Westbrook, I think it's highly unlikely. So I think the Heat should definitely target DeRozan. Right. And then you, Wild, who's yours? Oh, uh, it was this name was just said, but I, I, I'm a big Jamichael Green guy. Switchable big that can, you know, guard one through five pretty well. And last year, he literally shot 39.9% from three. So a 40% three-point shooter that can guard multiple positions I'll take that any day. I don't think he'll be that expensive either. All right. So those seem like a lot of great targets. So aside from that, uh, let's see. I mean, is there anything you guys want to add on about the names that were just said? Or I I like this. I mean, I don't. I want to say something about Demar. I mean, Demar did say that he's willing to take a very cheap contract in order to join LA. I think he's really desperate for a championship at this point. But 
the spacing, obviously, Flash has mentioned in the chat that the spacing of Westbrook, DeRozan, and LeBron is, is just off. And I feel like the spacing for even us, if we were to add DeRozan with Jimmy there, I mean, they both can't shoot threes. So I don't know if that's a good fit for us. Now, Rudy Gay at the four, that might be someone we should be looking into. And I just want to say that I really don't want DeMar to go to L.A., not, I mean, just because I, I like they already have three all stars on the team. Like, I really don't want Demar going there. I know he's technically not an all star right now, but I, I he obviously plays at a potential that is an all star level. So, I personally, I don't think he's. I, I really don't think he's going to go to L.A. But those are just my thoughts. Oh, I just want to add a little bit about Lonzo. I, I do think that's a, a good realistic target. I think he brings a lot of the same things to the table as Lowry. If we were to lose out on him. He's a lot younger. Um, I think his, his three-point shot got actually a lot better. He's shooting two years in a row above 37%. Um, and that's nothing to sneeze at. Obviously a great facilitator. Um, and the dude is big. He, he also is switchable and, and a great plus defender um, who has a lot of room to improve, only 23 years old. So I think maybe even for long term, you know, there's an argument to be made for Lonzo. Um, maybe over Lowry. I still would prefer Lowry. Um, Lonzo obviously doesn't come with a championship pedigree. I do think he'll come at a lower price than Lowry. So I think, you know, if we do end up losing out on Kyle and the consolation prize is Lonzo, I don't think that's too bad. So I, I think we should be optimistic as fans that we do have a lot of options here. Right. So aside from that, does anyone else have something they want to add? Um, I just want to say if we were to get Lonzo, it would definitely be a sign and trade involving Duncan. And that would be god awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm out on that. I don't like that. That's the only way yeah, I'm out on that. Give him up. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so Pelicans that... are greedy for Duncan. <laughs> they love so, him. They love. They really do. All right. So I don't know. So hearing what you guys got to say, is there anything else you want to add, or are we ready to close this an episode? I think Just we're fine. We're trust in Pat. Everything. That's all I got to say. Trust in Pat and Andy. We got this, guys. We got the cutthroat Pat this year. So trust in him. Bet. So without further ado, you know, let's get ready for this off season. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Just buckle up, y'all. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Heat versus the World podcast, a Miami Heat NBA podcast that's not for everybody. And we'll see you guys very soon with another new episode. Just to let you guys know, we will be doing a Twitch live stream at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on the Heat vs. the World account on Twitch. Make sure to follow us and make sure to um, tune in as we talk all things Miami Heat leading up to free agency while also reacting some of the news that might come out. And we will probably have some special guests here and there, so stay tuned for that. But aside from that, until then, we out. So once again, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Miami Heat vs. the World podcast. And we'll see you guys again very soon. Peace. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.